Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Pumas podcast. This is the podcast where you can find the best coverage of Pumas in English. I'm your host, Migs. Let's get right into it. So, before we start on um, the actual episode, I do want to take some time to let you guys know that I've been away from away uh, for a while, <clears throat> and I've had. Um, a family member hit the ER and was in pretty bad condition, but everything seems to be fine. Um, and I've been having to deal with that, driving an hour from my home to the hospital because it's an hour away. Um, so I haven't really had a whole, a whole lot of time to do a whole lot. Um, so yeah, hopefully after this, um, I'm not after this, but you know, from going moving forward, maybe apart from this upcoming weekend, I should be able to be back onto the normal weekly schedule that I've tried to implement. Um, so yeah, I do apologize for being away for so long. Um, but, um, as all of you are aware, uh, Pumas has played two games, uh, one against Tigres at home and then one against Guadalajara away. And, um, it seemed like this Tigres game that passed, um, <clears throat> was, was a one where we couldn't lose, um, because you felt like there was going to be consequences, uh, prior to all of this, though, as you guys recall in the previous episode, uh, Miguel Mejia Barón uh, did come out and say that Lilini was going to stay till the very least at the end of the, t- the uh, at the end of the season. Um, they compl- they went out and they backed him, and you know the next day or the next couple of days he came out and lost five one against Santos. Um, but regardless, um, the 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 game against Tigres it felt like a winnable game. Honestly, um, we had them pretty much shut out the whole game um, until the ninetieth minute came and we got scored on. Um, but. Um, it wasn't a bad game by us. Um, I felt like we could win that game if we hadn't conceded so late in the game. I think uh, that later in the later stages, we lost um, Caicedo, and then we lost Galindo, and we had to improvise with a few other players. I think uh, Benavendo ended up playing at right back. Not right back. I mean at uh, center center back. And, um, you know, the structure of the team kind of fell apart once those two players came out. Uh, Caicedo and Galindo, because uh, I feel like Galindo um, didn't do so bad that game, um, and then you know having his injury and then the injury to Caicedo definitely damaged uh, the team. Um, but like I said, this was a game where we could have at least tied, which we did. But I felt that even with a tie, it wasn't enough. I really felt like we should have won that game to try to build some momentum up. Obviously, when you're facing the, at the time, third uh, in the table, um, it's not going to be an easy feat. But I'm a firm believer that in this league, in the Mexican league, anybody really can beat anybody. Um, You know, it doesn't happen as often as you might think. But I have seen instances where, you know, some some teams at the bottom of the league end up beating some of the higher higher um, established teams that are up in the upper part of the table. Um, so I definitely think that most of these games are winnable, um, and it also just depends on how the other teams are, um, how how they're doing in terms of form, injuries, and all that stuff. Um, but I do think most of the games or all of the games in this league can be winnable by every, just about every team. But anyway, um, you know. I don't really know how much, uh, how many points uh, Pumas need to qualify to make it into El Repechaje, but um, I felt like this game, like I said earlier, was a game where we could have built momentum and started kind of going on a winning streak. Um, but uh, we were um, tied in the last uh, last uh, 
ending of the game, pretty much. Um, and um, as far as individual performances go, I mean, the, the, the team individually, I felt like there was uh, a few good players there. And then as collectively, I felt like there was a lot of cohesion and a lot of unity, it seemed like. Um, <clears throat> let's start off with the lineup. So the lineup was um, a 5-3-2. Um, so Hilal Kala started in goal, as um, you all recall. Julio Gonzalez is out due to injury, and then you had Aldrete, Nico Freire, R- Ricardo Galindo as the three center backs, and then Hero Rodriguez. My apologies, and then Dani Alves as wing backs, and then you had Leonel Lopez, Gustavo Del Prete, Jose Caicedo in midfield. Um, and it says five three two, but I felt like I felt like. Um, it, at times it was a five two one two. So Leonel Lopez and Jose Caicedo in midfield, and then um, Gustavo Del Prete kind of um, behind Diogo and um, Juan Juan Dineno. So um, I mean, um, yeah, the, the, the three in midfield. Uh, I felt like Leonel, Leonel Lopez every time that he plays, he plays really well. I I, I hope that he is a, a nailed on starter for the rest of the season because he's really. A really, really good player, and I felt like every time he comes in, he makes a difference. Uh, Juan Dineno did. Uh, Juan Dineno and Diego were up top, um, like I already said. But um, let's go down to individual performances now that we went over the lineup. So for the starting eleven, um, Hilal Kala, I felt like he did decent. I felt like he has a lot more presence in the in his oh, in his um in his box. Um, you know, you saw him yelling and 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 and, and instructing the players. He's not very timid. Um, he kind of reminded me of Talavera in that way. Um, you know, uh, he's very present in the area. Uh, not scared to yell and shout. I mean, not a whole lot can be placed on the blame not a whole lot of blame can be placed on him because of the goal that Tigre scored. Um, but yeah, overall, I think he did fine. Um, I do think that from here till the end of the season, most likely he'll be our starting goalkeeper. I don't really see Hilal Kala, just given the performances that he put in here and against Guadalajara, I don't really see him letting letting go of that starting position. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but I feel like he's going to be our starting goalkeeper for the rest of the season. All right, let's go to Hedo Rodriguez. Um, not the best games from him. I felt like maybe since this was more of a, a wing back role that he could really thrive on, you know, not having to track back so often. But really, not a whole lot going forward. Um, I, he had 25 touches, uh, 69% of accurate passes, uh, completed no crosses, no long balls, no shots. On target, no shots off target, shots blocked, nothing. And then he did, uh, did did have one successful dribble. Um, but I mean, looking at his heat map, it looked like he did stay wide a lot. Um, you know, he did um, go up and attack, but he never really made it to the final third um, a whole lot. Maybe maybe a couple times, but other than that, he never really made it all the way to the to the end of the the to the other to the opposing. Uh, team's penalty box and send in a cross or even attempt a shot so um not really a whole lot from him and um i mean i'm gonna just be completely honest i'm sure he's great as a person and all but as a player i just don't really rate him a whole lot i feel like out of all the positions that we have the left back position is still the most weak the the, the weakest one and i think we've been looking for a, a decent left back 
for a really, really long time. I think since I'd go as far as go back to 2011 when Pumas was uh, was champions of the league and, and, and moving forward after that because we sold a lot of players from that winning that championship team and including our left back and, and, and um, or, or did we? I don't know. But I think it was after, um, what was it? Um, El Chispa Velarde because I remember that him and Luis Fuentes played on, on, on left and right back positions and I felt like after we left Chispa we let we, we let go of Chispa um, we haven't really found a good left back <clears throat> and um, out of all the left backs that we have available I think that Hero Rodriguez is probably the worst out of all of them sometimes I even wonder how he even made it to the first division in the first place I think I know how but <laughs> I'm not going to really touch on that subject right now um, but yeah, really underwhelming display from Hero Rodriguez. Um, he really shouldn't be starting or even be on the bench for Bumas, but that's really not my decision. That's the decision of Lilini and his coaching staff. Uh, they know why they keep playing him. They they obviously um, either have a lot of faith in him or maybe another un- reason that I'm not aware of. Um, but yeah, moving on to Aldrete. Aldrete, um, man. It's been very underwhelming for him. You know, when he had first come in, we thought that it was going to be a good signing. He had scored a goal and everything. He knows Andres Linini. They worked together in Monarcas Morelia. But really, um, we can see why uh, Cruz Azul was so willing to let him go. Um, even though this wasn't his position, I mean, the one the game against Guadalajara was pretty bad too, but we'll get into that later. Um, yeah, he did he, he did okay, I guess, for not playing out of position. But, I, I mean, he had four clearances. Um, he had one inter- interception, uh, two tackles. He won two out of four ground duels, um, lost possession 12 times. He fouled an opponent two times, 34 touches, 71% accurate passes, and then only two out of five long balls completed. Um, uh, yeah, you know, not his position. You know, maybe we, we let him off a little. A little, we'll be a little lenient with him because of that. Um, and then our captain Nico Freire. You know, I came out here and I said that I really liked him a few games ago, and and I still really do like him because I think he's a really, um, he's a very passionate person and he's uh he's very committed to the club. At least anyway, I, in my opinion. But um, I mean, he's been really letting us down um a lot these last few games. Um, I don't know if it's the captain's arm badge armband which seems to weigh down a lot of players after Dario Verón it seems like no one can really make themselves of um that that captaincy um but he hasn't been really showing a whole lot um and I see that a lot of fans are asking for him to be either benched or sold next season I um, mean it's really hard to argue and, and it's hard to defend players that you like when they're not performing and when what people are saying about them is is accurate I mean I'd like to think that he was always very solid in my opinion that he's always been a very solid defender but I mean it's 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 difficult to argue against what people are saying nowadays because he really hasn't been up to the standards that we need in defense um and a lot of people have brought up this argument that you know he's always had a really good defender next to him um you know Johan Vasquez um Arturo Ortiz and that kind of people have said that that kind of um 
makes up for his lackluster defending. I don't know. I felt like he's always been a, a, a complete player. He's not going to come in there and, and give you a world-class um, display, but he's also not going to go in there and, and have an absolute stinker. So, <clears throat> I mean, he has been doing pretty bad lately. Um, so it's really... it's, it's, it's it, 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 it kind of begs the question, you know, do we need another defender alongside uh, Arturo Ortiz or can Nico Freire pick up his form and maybe continue on? He's been here pretty long, too. I think him and um, Juan Dineno, I think, have been here either two or three years, which is just a lot of like, most senior players in the squad. Um, but let's look at his um, statistics. <clears throat> he had 10 clearances. He had one blocked shot, one interception. Um, he got dribbled past once. He did not win his aerial, his ground duels. I'm sorry. He had one ground duel and he lost that. He won both of his aerial duels. Uh, he lost possession seven times. <clears throat> he had 30 touches. He had 61% accurate passes. Um, he attempted three long balls, didn't make any of those. And that was pretty much it for him. Um, you know, Aldrete and Nico Freire are both left footed players. So when you have, you know, two left footed players in a line of three, uh, it tends to be a little difficult unless they're very comfortable on the, uh, on, on their right side of the, you know, their right foot, but it doesn't seem like they are. They're not very, uh, they're not the ball playing defenders, which I'm a very big fan of. I feel like if we had some ball playing defenders who could progress the game, it would be really good for us, but we don't have those type of players in our squad. Maybe besides Arturo Ortiz and sometimes Nico Freire can be a good passer, but I felt like Arturo Ortiz is a better, uh, of a, he's more of a ball playing defender. But, you know, where I was getting at is having two left footed players in your, in, as center backs, um, doesn't bode well because, you know, they tend to lean on that foot more often than not. And sometimes, uh, the opposition can exploit that, you know, if they know that, you know, Aldrete and Freire, they're both left footed players. So make sure that you kind of push them onto their right foot. Um, so that way that they'll be a little more uncomfortable. They'll definitely go for that. Um, I don't think we saw a whole lot of that this game, but you know, that could be potentially something that could be exploited moving forward. Um, like I said, Galindo, I'm sorry, like I said, um, moving forward, moving on to the next player, um, Galindo, uh, he did all right. I felt like he actually did pretty decent this game. Um, as opposed to all the other games where sometimes you felt like he kind of wanted to come off. He felt kind of embarrassed. Sometimes he'd keep his head down. I felt like he did pretty well. Um, he, he, he got an injury, which made him come out. Um, he played 53 minutes. Um, let's see here. His statistics. He had two clearances, two interceptions, two ta- I'm sorry, five tackles. He got dribbled past twice. He won five out of 10 ground duels. Three out of three aerial duels. He only lost possession nine times. Uh, he committed three fouls. Uh, 29, ta- 29 touches. 59% accurate passes. Um, long buzz attempted three. And that's pretty much it where it goes for him. But I felt like he was a, a bit better, bit, bit of a presence in, in the defense and kind of held the back line a little better. Um, but yeah, unfortunately for him, he got injured. And then I felt like when him and, like I said, Caicedo and him got injured, felt like that's where it kind of came down and we got scored on. <clears throat> but moving on to the next uh, player, Dani Alves, playing in the right back position, right wing back position. Um, he did okay. Um, I felt like, you know, we've been asking and begging and asking for him to play in either a right back position or a right wing back position. And it still doesn't seem to be working out as well as we'd like to see. I'm looking at his heat map, though. He did kind of tend to drift 
inwards in midfield so he was kind of more of as a, a right center midfield sometimes even progressing into um kind of as an attacking midfield role sometimes um <clears throat> but yeah he did okay too um kind of on the same level where i'm like um you know we need to really start seeing some displays from him more more so it seems like um uh, the fan base is really starting to get annoyed, but I felt like he usually puts in a few good pro- crosses per game. Um, but let's look at his statistics. He played the full 90 minutes again. Um, he had one interception, two tackles. He got dribbled past twice. He won three out of nine ground duels. Um, he lost position six times. Uh, he was he fouled uh, players five times, uh, was fouled once. 36 passes, 85% accurate passing, two key passes, four, uh, two out of four long balls um, completed, one big trance created, um, and then one shot off target. <clears throat> and what I was going to kind of go off of, you know, he's a really good passer. He really um, can send in a, a couple of decent passes in, and, and, and sometimes, a lot of the times, their goal-scoring chances or can lead to danger. Um, I was wondering, you know, maybe he's been kind of being played in, in a right-back, right-wing-back position, um, you know, did okay. Usually he's played in the in the middle of, of, of midfield, you know, as a center, center midfielder. I was kind of thinking, since Gustavo Del Prete hasn't been playing as well, as we all hoped, which is something else we'll get into, but he could, re- Danny Alves could really play in that um, attacking midfield role, because um, he kind of did that at Sao Paulo before he went to Barcelona again, and I mean he's got the the he, he's technical enough where he could string along a few passes, and if maybe if he played in that position, he he would be um, better adept for that and could probably send in more dangerous crosses uh, to our forwards and not have so much um, defensive responsibilities. Because I think that although he's very good in creating and and, and, um, and being that sort of playmaker, I think that sometimes when, when it comes to tracking back and defending, I don't always think that he's the best at doing that. And, you know, given his age, 39 years old, I don't know, he, he, he may feel that um, it's difficult to, go to one end of the, of the of the field to the other so maybe um playing him in that attacking midfield role would benefit him more he has less responsibilities going tracking back and more more to offer moving forward so maybe that might be something that you might want to consider um as fans and maybe even andres Dini might want to consider that too uh, gustavo del prete hasn't been playing that well um it might take him a little longer to adapt i know that a lot of fans have also been very upset you know he's our record record signing um so people are really upset about that um but yeah let's move on uh leonel lopez like i previously said in the intro i think that he should be starting every game he's playing so well and every time he comes in he plays very well um <clears throat> He played 71 minutes. Uh, he was on a yellow card, so I think it was more of a tactical substitution. Um, you know, we don't want to get him suspended for the next game. But yeah, 71 minutes. He had um, one assist. He assisted uh, in Juan Dineno's goal, which is a really lovely pass. Uh, 48 passes, 78% of accurate passes. Key passes three. Uh, one long ball attempted and completed. Uh, th- he was. I'm um, sorry, I lost my place here. He attempted. Four dribbles and completed three of those. He, um, well, hold on, my computer's being weird. Uh, he attempted 13 ground duels, won six, uh, won no aerial duels out of two. Possession lost 12 times, three fouls, um, tackles two, and dribbled past once. 
I felt like he's he does really well. I don't really want to see him on the bench anymore. I think it's got to be him and Meditao in midfield. Absolutely, those two. We need to go back to that uh, line starting lineup where we had um, where we had against uh, when we first started playing. You know, against Monterrey, and um, when we first were un- undefeated, and we thought that yeah, maybe the results aren't there, but we'll get there eventually. Boy, were we wrong! But anyway, we should really go back to that starting lineup. You know, everything besides maybe um, having Del Prete behind Juan Dineno, maybe we could have um, um, Dani Alves. And then have uh, Rualcava on the left hand side and Salvio on the right hand side. You know that that would I feel like would be the best um, lineup that we could offer. And then um, moving on to Gustavo Del Prete again, um, like I previously said, not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to Del Prete. He really hasn't found his feet um, or his footing here in uh, Club Universidad Nacional, and um, it really shows. I don't know. I think that sooner or later he's going to um, click. When he played in Estudiantes, he played really well. Um, everyone from that club, all the reporters that, that covered that team and, and all the league, they all had really nice things to say. And um, Brian Salas and uh, Nalisis Puma had this to say um, on one of his live streams, or I think maybe one of his videos. He had mentioned that he had talked to some of his colleagues in Argentina and that when he speaks to them about how bad um, Del Preto is doing, you know, they're all surprised. They're, they're all shocked that he's doing so, that's taking him so long to adapt and that he's doing so bad because when he was there, he was tearing, he was really good. I don't, I don't want to say tearing up the league, but I, he was really good. And, um, you know, everyone's surprised by the, the form that he's displaying. So, you know, I'm sorry for him. You know, it's, it's difficult, definitely coming to a new country, um, you know, having to, adapt to the altitude that is Mexico City. It's difficult playing at 12 every day in Mexico, you know, when the sun, when the sun is very high, you know, it's awful. Um, but he's got to be benched now. I mean, he, he's not really bringing anything to the table. And honestly, if if he's benched and Dani Alves is playing in that position, I'm fine with it. Um, <clears throat> or maybe um, trying something different, but he, he can't, I don't think he should be playing anymore. Kind of like Hero Rodriguez, I think both of them should be benched and shouldn't really be playing anymore. But anyway, moving forward to Jose Caicedo. Um, Jose Caicedo uh, did very uh, well too. I felt like he got injured, but I felt like he played in midfield, which typically is his, which is his natural position. But, um, you know, he uh, he did pretty well. Uh, I feel like anyway, and um, he uh, he he uh, got came off injured unfortunately. But um, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, I'm gonna speed through this a little bit because we're already at 22 minutes and 43 seconds. So I do still want to talk about uh, the game against Guadalajara. Uh, Juan Dineno uh, did okay too. You know, scored uh, a goal. And if you just see how everyone celebrated, uh, Andres Linini, uh, the players, they all ran to Juan when he scored and they all celebrated with him. So I don't think it's a, t- it's, it's a thing of, um, of Linini losing the, um, the dressing room or the, or the, or the, you know, the back room or whatever you want to call it. But, um, there's something that, that's not clicking with this team. Um, and, and unfortunately, it, it's not going very well for us. And then um, you know, he scored his goal. Juan Dino scored his goal, and he did, uh, he did well. And then Diogo also did well. He's got a lot of sacrifice, Diogo. I mean, I, I really like Diogo. 
um, he's he he's got a couple of plays where you know you see and you're like, oh man, he kind of tripped over himself and stuff. But he's he's always um, his work rate is in, immense. You know, he's always tracking back, always coming down, always coming down to win a win a ball, um, always working hard and stuff like that. You know. I can't, you can't fault somebody for that, for trying and not succeeding. You know, for me, if you're giving it your all every game and, and you can clearly see that with Yogo, you know, that's, that's the bare minimum you can ask for. Sometimes that's not enough. Um, and especially in football, you know, having the, the, the grit, the determination and all that is great. But, you know, sometimes other factors come into play, you know, quality, um, comes into play. Um, so you can't always just be depending on grit. You know, a lot of other things come into play. But, you know, this is the bare minimum, I ask, you know, from all the players, you know, go out there and, and try your absolute hardest and, and show the fans that you aren't just, you know, start um, walking around and, and kind of there for a paycheck. Show them that, you know, you're tracking back, you're fighting for every ball and, and, and playing with a lot of intensity. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this game. Um, you know, a game, like I said, we should have won. We didn't win. Um, you know, I was kind of hopeful that we would maybe string uh get a get a draw in Guadalajara but historically speaking this is uh going to Guadalajara is a, is a is a really difficult task for us i mean i think we haven't won there a whole lot before david patino uh blessed us with a couple of victories there i think it had been so long what was it i don't want to exaggerate but it was like maybe 50 years maybe less than that i don't know it was a really long time but anyway we um, came out with, uh, again, a 5-4-1. Pablo Benevendo, Caicedo, Nico Freire, Aldrete, and Gerardo Rodriguez in the back line. Diogo de Oliveira, Meritao, not Meritao, I'm sorry, Leonel Lopez, D- Dani Alves, and then Gustavo del Prete um, in midfield. And then Juan Dineno as the sole striker up top. Um this is um i'm not gonna go too in depth with this one like the other goal not like the other game but this was just really bad too really bad display by the defense uh caicedo played really bad nico freire did okay um but again underwhelming aldrete underwhelming hero rodriguez oh my gosh i i really don't understand why this 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 guy is is even playing professionally at this point. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sure he's great as a person. I'm sure he's 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 worked hard to get where he is. I'm sure of that. But I mean, you look at somebody like that, and then he's starting for a team like Pumas. It's crazy to think that he's 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 in the starting lineup. I mean, is there nobody else? in the youth academy that you can play. And I mean, I know people are going to say, well, if you bring somebody from the youth academy, you're going to burn them out and that you're going to, um, you know, you're going to jeopardize their career. Um, I'm aware of that. But at this point, Aldrete is not working out. Gerardo Rodriguez isn't working out. Chispa Velarde, I mean, he's he's all right. You know, he, he's older, but he's not being given a chance. And I don't know what that reason is for. I don't know what the coaching staff sees in training that maybe they think that Efrain Velarde wouldn't be any better than Gerard Rodriguez or Aldrete. But, okay, if it's not him, if it's not Velarde, if it's not Rodriguez, if it's not Aldrete, who else do we have? I mean, like I said, we've been looking for a left back for so long and it never seems that we have one. Um, you know, I think the last decent left back that we had that was kind of good was Mayorga. He was great going forward, but he had a lot of, um, you know, drawbacks defending honestly just play um oliver perez just play oliver perez in um 
and in that left back position and 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 hope that he can do better. I don't know if the fans are going to hate him or not, but I think that as fans we should be understanding that all of our left back options have not been working out. So, you know, in Pumas it it's it's the philosophy to believe in the younger players and give them faith. Let's let's put in Oliver in there and see how he does. If he does bad, you know, maybe take him off, maybe not play him again, but you know, give him give him that opportunity to play because he he can't be any worse, or maybe he can. I don't know. He can't be any worse than the three left backs that we've got in there right now. Um, either that, or you know, play with a back three. Don't even play with wing backs. Don't play with wing backs at all. Play with a back three and play with wingers up top. Don't 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 do this um, wing back position because it doesn't work. Um, Rodriguez does doesn't do well in that position. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot to say about that. This is just my biggest thing was that that he was just not very good that came. Pablo Benevendo, not very good either. Um, you know, we left Alan Mosogo because he said that, uh, Lilini said that he saw that there were other players pushing to move forward. But who's pushing? I mean, Pablo Benevendo gives you a couple of good games. I mean, he started off okay, and then he's he's gone from good to bad to worse. And then, you know, Rivas made that huge error, and we haven't seen him since, where he uh, gifted, uh, um, what was it, Leon, that goal. And um, we haven't seen him since. Um, so who's going to play there? Dani Alves? Are we going to play Dani Alves there again? Because um, if so, that's fine. But, you know, like I said, you let Alan Mosso go, but you didn't have anybody there. You didn't have anybody to cover that. You don't have anybody in go coming in to push that fighting spot. And this is the, the thing that bothers me a lot is that, this is such a stark uh, difference in quality in Europe and in Mexico. I mean, in Europe, you'll see players that get thrown into the to, to the wildfire and they perform. They perform really well. Um, I can give you a, a specific example. Um, Hector Bellerin from Arsenal, when he was thrown into a fire, uh, you know, he, he. I think all of the right backs were missing, and Arsene Wenger opted for for Bellerin, and he nailed that down that. Sp- starting spot you know he's obviously not doing so good now but you know he came in as a young fullback and he he performed and he he snapped that up I mean Debushi I think it was Debushi who was their starting right back or um you know never saw a whole lot of gameplay after that Bellerin nailed down that spot and made it his own and he was pretty much a starter ever since um but you don't see that here in Mexico you don't see um these kids maybe 16 17 18 19 year old kids coming in and and wanting to to play like that um and in this case Pablo Benavendo's 21 but you know these pros the process in Mexico is so long that you don't see these kids debuting until 20 21 22 and by then you're kind of expecting them to kind of perform a little more as opposed to if they were under 20 it's difficult to say, man. Um, it's really annoying. We used to have a really good youth academy, and I don't think we have such a great one anymore. There's a few players in there where you're like, yeah, you know, they could have some future, but a lot of these other players are kind of like, why are you there? It doesn't seem like you're ready. You should still be playing with Tabasco, Pumas Tabasco, and then trying to, to consolidate yourself. But there's, I don't know. These players, Pablo Benevento doesn't seem like he's, doing a whole lot and we're not going to try Rivas anymore so so who do we have there who do we, who, honestly realistically who who do we have there no one it, it's it's the, the team is in shambles honestly um as opposed to the rest of this game in particular it, it went awful against Guadalajara uh, we we always tend to lose here for some reason we never seem to be able to get away with anything more than a draw um as uh, 
taking aside the David Patino's victories uh, that he did, um, you know, it, it was just not not a very good display. Um, and you know, like I was saying earlier, I'm I'm kind of done talking about the starting lineup here because I just have a lot to say about the whole team. As I was saying earlier, you know, we let Alan Mosso go, we let Talavera go. Um, I didn't say that earlier about Talavera, but this kind of goes into to, to hand with what I was saying. You left two good players who ha- who brought a lot of leadership and a lot of passion to the team, and you didn't have the um, adequate replacements. You know, we thought Julio Gonzalez was going to be able to take that uh, take over that na- that starting spot because you know what he had shown us before was that he could come in and, and and do the job when asked of him. But maybe that's all he can do is just come in when when he's kind of needed to to fill in as an emergency back backup and play. Um, so now we're kind of banking on Hilakala to to do to do that job, and and it looks like he could, but it only takes a couple of bad games for the fans to start turning on you, and then they're gonna start looking at Hilakala and be like, this guy doesn't work either. You know, we shouldn't have done this, we shouldn't have done that. So, you know, Andres Lini said that he had two players coming through that right back position that could fill that void, and none of them have. None of them have. I'm sorry, none of them have. We lost Alan Mosso. He doesn't even play in Chivas. I mean, come on. He doesn't even play. He, he he doesn't play. So I don't know. What was the point of him going there? You know, he said, I think one of the, the, the points was that he was going to go to the World Cup because he was going to be in Guadalajara, which has a little bit more more of the reflectors on him. But he doesn't play. He doesn't play at all. He's not going to go to the to Qatar. He's not going to go at all. So why did he leave? What was the point of that? You know, they said that by mutual consent that they, that they decided that it was best for both parties. But it wasn't best for anybody. No one won. No one won. Absolutely no one. Um, Pumas hasn't won at all because we don't have a right back position. You know, when he had left, I was like, okay, you know what? If we're going to give a chance to Rivas Benevento, I guess that's okay. But I was wrong. Okay. We did not have good um, substitutes for him. So we shouldn't have let him go. We shouldn't have let him go. And he's not playing. He's not playing there. He's not going to go to Qatar. I, I don't know if he regrets going there or not, but I don't think that was the right time to let him go. I was really disappointed. You know, you don't see it a whole lot where players start and end their careers at one club, but I really hope that maybe Alan Mosso could have done that, but that didn't happen. Um, this whole team, you don't see any fight. You don't see any heart. You know, a couple of seasons ago, when you scored against you scored against Pumas, you you had to be prepared to have hell fall over you because if you scored against Pumas two seasons ago, that meant that Pumas was going to put in more work. They were going to be more aggressive. They were going to go out there and fight. That that was why a lot of the times you saw those crazy comebacks. But you don't see that anymore when you play against Pumas and you score a goal against them. The whole team comes down. They all come down. It's like you score a goal and no one knows what to do. No one knows how to react. And and you can't have that in these type of games because you can't. You, it can't be if someone scores a goal against you. That's it. That's game over. That means that they're going to score two, three, four, five more. You can't do that. You can't have that sort of reaction. You have to be able to have the 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 courage and and, and um and the belief in that you can bring this back. And that used to be a staple of the team. That used to be a staple of the team. You don't see that anymore. You score against you score against Pumas and it's pretty much done and dusted. You, you get a little fight, but that's pretty much it. Not, not a whole lot. Um, you don't see that anymore. And um, I've been a really big supporter of Andres Linini, and I still am. And I'm still hopeful that this team can bring, it, bring themselves to turn it around and, and potentially qualify. But it's looking very bleak. Um, you know, I don't see a way where Andres Lilini can take this team 
and and and, and turn the situation around. I, I just don't see it. I don't see how that's going to happen, and I feel really bad because Andres Linini uh, did do a lot for the team. Um, you know, before 2020, when Michel left, um, we were talking about, you know, let's hope that we can get into Ligia and maybe we can see what happens and go from there. But now the the per, the, the expectations have gone higher. In the last couple of seasons, you've seen Andres Lillini fight for the most important titles, you know, in the country and, you know, in North America, you know, CONCACAF Champions League. But, you know, that conversation has shifted from, well, you know, let's see if we can qualify for Ligia um, and then we can see how maybe we'll get lucky. We'll make it into the semis and we can t- start, you know, talking about winning or something there. But now the conversation has shifted where people are demanding you know, Pumas needs to be up there fighting for that championship. And you, we weren't talking about that a couple seasons ago, um, let's be honest. And so for that, I am very thankful that Lilini came in and did the job. But I, don't, I think that his charm or whatever it is has, 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 has no effect on the players anymore. The players don't seem to believe in him anymore, or they do, and they just can't, they can't click. They can't do what is being asked of them to do for one reason or another. Either it's the tactics or whatever it may be. So um, I'm really I'm I'm hopeful because that, that's all you can have at this point. I'm hopeful that that Andres Lini can turn it around because we've seen him do it before. But it's looking very bleak. It's looking very bleak. At the start of the season, we thought that we were going to be a team that would be contending for the top four positions, and that has not panned out. Um, for one, we don't have the depth that other teams do. You know, if um, Tigres, for example, if, 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 if Guignac comes off injured, they have somebody that can come in um, and fill that role. We're very limited here. If Juan gets injured, Diogo can come in. Great. But who's after that? Um, you know, we're very limited to, in terms of our, defend, our, our defense. Our defense. Um, Nico Freire and Arturo Ortiz get injured. Who comes in? Who comes in and fills that void? There's no one in, in, in the, on the bench in the youth academy who can come in and perform the way that Arturo Ortiz or Nico Freire are being expected to perform. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, we don't have a whole lot of options. And Pumas is a team where if, if, if your starting 11 isn't performing, you're not going to have a whole lot to go off of on the bench. It's just the truth. Um, we don't have a team to compete. We don't have a team to compete for the top four as we initially thought we did. Um, and, I, and, and, and it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. Um, you know, I think you got a couple games left, maybe three. Um, looking at the league table, we could potentially still make it in, but we would need to win every game. And we would need other teams to lose as well. We're sitting at 17th place, place with nine, nine points. Nine points. I mean, this is abysmal. And I don't think there's any point in bringing in another coach at this point. I think what the, I think what the um, directiva is doing is good. What's the point? This game and the tournament ends in September. I'm pretty sure. September or October. I'm pretty sure it's in September, sometime in September. Um, you're going to bring in another coach. And you're going to burn them out too because they're going to come in. They're going to lose the next couple games. If they don't win the next couple games, they're going to get burnt out and the fans are going to want them here. So I think what they're doing is correct. Um, there's no point. There's no point. There's no point in bringing in somebody else because um, it may work. It may not. Um, really, there, there's no point. Um, you should just let Andres Lini finish out the season, um, have a talk. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep the job there. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't think he will. Uh, so, yeah.
we'll see how it goes. A lot of names have been floating around already. Some, some, the most likely candidate, just because of the relationship he has with Mejia Baron, um, is Tuca Ferretti. You know, he he was a player, a legendary player here, um, and he he won titles here as a coach too. So, I wouldn't be opposed to that idea, um, but we'll have to see how it goes. I mean. Just an abysmal display against Guadalajara. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. Um, I don't think we're going to qualify for the repechaje. I mean, how bad is that? That in 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 a in a league that's so bad in terms of quality. I mean, because that's what it is. It, 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 it's twelve teams qualify out of the eighteen. You can't make it into the twelve. Really, you can't muster up enough um, quality to, to make it into this, this, this team that, that you have here, if all fit, if all of them were fit, you could be definitely challenging for top eight, top eight, maybe top six, but we're not even challenging for top 12 and top 12. I mean, you, you get a chance to fight for the title. If you make it in between the 12, the 12 spots, how is that possible? I don't know. There's just a lot wrong. There's just a lot that needs to change. And I'm just hoping that we can end the season with dignity and just forget about it, you know, because I don't think there's a whole lot in saving this this season anymore. Um, I think it's done. I think that um, we should just hope for the best and hope that we don't get scored on anymore. I'm hopeful. Like I said, I'm hopeful that this, this situation can be turned around. But I don't know anymore, man. It's difficult. It's very it's very sad. Um, it's been so long since we've won a title and it's been so long since we've been up at the top and um, it's just getting frustrating and frustrating and it's, it's, it's like, there's no end in sight. So let's hope for something better, but yeah, sorry if this was a little unstructured and I kind of went off on a rant there, but it's just frustrating guys. You got, you all know. Um, so yeah, this has been your boy Migs. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast here. The best podcast, um, in terms of English coverage, of Pumasunam. Um, please don't forget to leave a review on the podcast because it helps, you know, Spotify and Apple. And um, also, please don't forget to follow me on Twitter, planet underscore Pumas. I try to post some content there too. Um, but yeah, leave a review. Um, you know, follow me on Twitter. Tell your friends about the podcast. Whatever you can do helps. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next time. Have a good day. Bye-bye.